Dance can be an outlet, or any performing arts subject can be an outlet. And it's just another way of learning, and then you're using your body, you're, you know, physically, it's, it's physical, it's mental, it's, it's, it requires a large amount of discipline to study. So it's, it's giving you life skills, mm. not just physical skills. Welcome to season four of Spotlight, the teacher's insight series. Join us as we chat with experienced teachers who discuss best practice for arts classrooms, explore creative and innovative ways of working and hearing them share their passion for the art form. Joining us today is Melanie Faderb. Melanie Faderb is a Sydney-based freelance artist, secondary dance teacher and yoga facilitator. She's been teaching dance in secondary schools for over a decade, specialising in stage six dance. Melanie is also a qualified drama and vet entertainment teacher and an experienced HSC dance practical marker for Nessa. In her freelance career, she has toured nationally and internationally. She is also a founding member of Dance Makers Collective, DMC, working in the company both as performer, collaborator, and as education officer, designing dance education programs for primary and secondary students in New South Wales. Thank you so much for joining us, Melanie. Thank you for having me. How long have you been teaching for? I began teaching in 2009, was my first year full-time, and my only year full-time, but I have been teaching for 12 years now. I wanted to only teach part-time because I wanted to also pursue my freelance career, and so I sort of had the best of both worlds. It was really nice, because I was able to still teach and work with students and teach dance, but then also be able to be a a practicing artist yeah. as well. Yeah. So it was what drove you to pursue a career in teaching or the arts? Funnily enough, it was my sister <laughs> who at the time when I was sort of in year 12, she was studying dance, tertiary studies, and it just was really, really enticing. I was sort of at a point where I wasn't sure what I wanted to do, but then just seeing her, I was like, actually, that's what I want to do as well. Wow. <laughs> so I went on and did, I did two degrees actually. Yeah. So it was a Bachelor of Arts in Dance and then a postgraduate Masters of Teaching. Where do you think your love of dance really began? I mean, I was one of those kids that started when I was two, three years old. So yeah, I danced my whole life, but it wasn't until I was in my senior years, I realised how much I actually loved performing. And then again, it wasn't until I was at university that I realised that I could access Mm. this movement vocabulary that was really unique to my body, that I had complete permission to explore. Love that. And it felt great. Yeah. And it was really, you know, it was... It was great. And I think that I was always meant to teach. It was through my freelance experience that I influenced the way I teach Mm. or the style, Mm. which I love. Yeah. You're always influenced by the process, the creative process and just your experiences and yeah, the people that you're working with. Have you got a favourite memory with teaching one of the dance classes that you can share a story with us? I don't have one distinct memory. What I do have, I think, is is the feeling. Every time I sort of see 
a year group through up until, you know, the end of year 12 and they've gone through the HSE. I feel like the final moments when you say goodbye and there's, there's so much <laughs> gratitude in the room <laughs> and there's, course. you know, lots of emotions, but it's just a very rewarding experience. Yeah. I realise why I do this, right. why I teach is yeah. because it really is just as it is as an artist, you need that passion, you need that drive yeah. and the students give me that. Yeah. It's always that moment. It's yeah. always the end, which is really nice. And then U12 will have a separate showcase Amazing. as well. Um, what's your greatest learning from teaching performing arts at school? It's how much I actually learn from the students mm. themselves. Mm-hmm. And every year I grow as a teacher because I learn so much about them as individuals. Every class is different. Every cohort is different. Each student comes with their own abilities, skills, interests, and I get to just foster that. And so it's a very different dynamic and I have to get to know them relatively quickly too because often I only get to see them for year 11 and 12 for stage six. Often they don't know one another because they are from different schools. Things have to happen quickly. I have to sort of get to know them quickly and establish a rapport and then work with them. And the thing is, with, with any art subject, but with dance, it's so subjective. We are teaching it as an art form. Mm. And so we need to, you know, we're not, we don't want to teach them a f- particular formula. When we, when we teach the syllabus, there isn't one formula, one size fits all. So we just need to guide them in order to find their own way of expressing themselves yeah. through yeah. this movement. Yeah. Why do you think a quality arts education is so important? Because art opens people's minds and I feel like we all need to be challenged and we need to be more open-minded, especially now more than ever. Art can connect us, it can tap into a part of us that can otherwise lay dormant, Mm, mm. (laughs) you know, if we don't Mm. have this creative outlet and it can actually teach us a lot about the world and so we we need it, We we need access to it. Yeah. What's the best advice you think you've ever been given? Again, it's not one piece of advice, of course, yeah. but I do have, uh, it, it's, again, it's my sister. <laughs> I always go to her and she always has really See, great advice because she's so pragmatic and she offers such great perspective. I love that. And I guess because she's also in the industry, so she, you know, we've worked so, so closely together. She's my go-to for yeah. advice, yeah. but I can't specifically tell you what one thing that that she said that's great (laughs) yeah and sort of just always you know brings me back to earth and and just gives me a little bit of perspective to go okay yep great um where do you think your ideas originally come from my ideas always come in when i'm alone doesn't happen very often these days (laughs) (laughs) with two little ones but um so it's often in the car yeah When I'm driving, it might be, it's usually music, just listening to music and being inspired by music, podcasts, books. Yeah. Sometimes I'll wake up at night and have an idea and go, actually, I think last night I woke up and I had an idea. I was like, oh my gosh, (laughs) (laughs) this hasn't happened for a while. I have to write that down. Brilliant. I prefer to put pen on paper. But How do you plan for events that you might be working on? professionally so there's always a rehearsal process um, with any project and it's usually quite it's never a lot of time so it's always condensed into a couple of weeks before production it can be quite consuming so it's just making sure I'm physically fit so I do a lot of yoga to condition 
yeah. my body, especially if it's between projects or if I've been teaching more so than performing. I think just before I do perform or leading up to an actual performance or show, it's just mentally getting in in that zone and mm. just being you know prepared and and meditative mm. almost. Mm. But it's that feeling of performing is something that is very satisfying. Of course. With your uh, professional life, how does that impact in your classroom, do you think? I think with my professional experience, it's definitely influenced me. And I'm noticing this more and more in recent years, that in the classroom, I try to encourage a collaborative process. Mm. And that's something that I have taken from my industry experience is that it's usually it's always a collaborative process. Mm, mm. It's not just director, performer. It's that we we help to create the movement or the show, yeah. especially with senior dance, year 11 and 12. It's not just me teaching choreography and then learning the choreography and they perform it. It's very much me teaching them particular sequences. They learn it, but then... I will give them tasks and they have to develop or manipulate the Mm. movement. They might work in partners. They might work in small groups. They will teach each other their their movement sequences. And then I guess my role then is to craft the work. Mm. So so I direct it. I put it together. I guess that, that is giving them an opportunity to have a feel of what the industry, how the industry works. That's you know, it, to Industry create. experience already that they are very much a part of the process. Yeah. Melanie, your bio is crazy. You've got some incredible names in there. Um, Sean Parker, Martin Delamo, Christina Chan. Can you tell us what's the experience like? Every process has been very, very different and very, very unique. Um, and I think each artist or company has their own way of working and and what they're sort of exploring and investigating. Like with Sean Parker and company, I was very fortunate to be able to tour the world, well, not the world, but Germany and America and uh, Southeast Asia with production called Am I, which involved live musicians on stage with us, with the dancers, with um, dialogue. So it was like a dance theatre production. Uh, with props, with very heavy metal sticks that we had to (laughs) use as part of our body. But that experience was incredible because it was very physical, but it was also very immersive. And like Christina Chan, again, beautiful to work with. And I was fortunate enough to work with my sister. So it was the three of us working on her second development of a trilogy of of works and it was all very image based so working with these really beautiful images in order to find a really interesting movement vocabulary way of moving together as three bodies yeah Genoa Gila is a Torres Strait Islander performer and so she was given permission to be able to teach us as non-Indigenous um, wow. performers, some of her her culture, her cultural movement, and it was very percussive movements, uh, very rhythmic movement, and we were wearing masks. What a privilege! Yeah, so it was very special to be able to be allowed yeah. to learn. So I was very fortunate to have worked with her a few times, actually. So it was right? great, and I met her during. Another one of Sean Parker's works, Happy as Larry, when we were on tour for Happy as Larry. So it really is also about 
sort of networking you sort of you know someone you meet someone you you, you know you want to work with them so then they invite you into a project and I think in yeah the arts is very because it is so small mm. like if you have a good work ethic um if if you are committed if you know you people recommend you people yeah. recommend you or they see the way you work and you make friends so yeah. easily that they're yeah. like hey I want you to do this I'm applying for this grant I'll come and work with me and and sort of that's that's how you get your projects. That's, That's how you get your work. Yeah. So it, it was, yeah, it's been really nice. Branch Nebula was the most recent performance that I did and they um, work a lot with different artists, uh, like parkourists. Okay. Skaters, BMX riders. Excellent. Um, That's amazing. Dancers. And they invited my sister and I along to do a separate work and we had a noisician, a Japanese noisician, can you please so, <laughs> explain what is a noisician? A musician, but he just makes his, like industrial sounds, wow. beautiful industrial sounds with these. He had like a metal sheet that he uses as like an amp. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty incredible what he does. What advice would you give students or teachers, even um, parents, about the importance of studying the arts? I think, for one, if you're sitting on the fence about studying it and if you're not quite sure whether to, to take the subject or not, to do it, to, to study it. Because even if you are choosing quite a lot of academic subjects mm. in Year 11 and 12, dance can be an outlet mm. or any performing arts subject can be an outlet. And it's just another way of learning and then you're using your body, you're, you know, physically, it's, it, it's physical, it's mental, it's, it's, it requires a large amount of discipline to study. So it's, it's giving you life skills. Mm. So yeah. it's definitely worth choosing and, and investigating what the subject can offer you. Mel, thank you so much for coming in and having a chat with us today. I really appreciate your time and the best of luck with absolutely everything that, that you're working on. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Thanks so much. Thanks. Thanks.